So we're recording, and we'll definitely be able to keep this recording because yeah, we're on right the right. That'll be good. All right. So Strong Calm Podcast. Thank you so much for joining, listening, watching. My name is Aaron Dunn, and Strong Calm is all about C-O-M, calm, the root word for together or in common. Uh, use that root word as a springboard to talk about three subjects that I'm passionate about and to connect with people who have strength in the following areas, communication, community building, and how those two things build a build stronger company, whether that's the company that they're building, their business, or the company that they keep like other people. And I've got a strong communicator here, a friend of mine, Daniel Gutierrez. He is a English teacher for Tyler Independent School District and uh, a poet um, and just a, 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 an excellent thinker on you know what's happening today and how teachers are uh, being impacted and, uh, as a parent and all this kind of stuff. So we're going to uh, break down uh, wow, all that's that like stuff. A, that's like a, like a Men in Blazers uh, intro. That's a great intro. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. But it's all true as well. So Daniel, for those that don't know you, uh, if you want to introduce yourself, just kind of your background. Yeah. Uh, my name's Dan. Uh, I teach for Tyler Independent School District proudly. Uh, I I love public school. I will say that right now. I will be unapologetic. I love public school. I was a public school kid. Uh, I think for me, that is, you know, when we talk about calm, you know, talk about community, communication, all of those things. Uh, like teaching is is where I find my community. Uh, you know, my mind and my heart are connected in that. Uh, however, you know, I see. I can't help but being as a, I'm a parent, I'm a teacher, uh, I'm a citizen of, of this community, of this state, of this country, you know? So it's like, I see all of these things. And so, you know, I think that there's a lot of topics that I think that we'll delve into here, but that's just about me, you know? Like yeah. Uh, yeah, you're 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 a citizen of this modern world, and you're a you're a modern thinker. I think is what you're what you're getting at. And you yeah. know, this, the the one question we're going to tackle here pretty soon is: <laughs> Is school important? But before we dive into that subject, uh, I do want to. Uh, we were just talking before I hit the record button about you know what's what what's really happening in the last 24 hours in terms of the impact of coronavirus and how that's directly affecting Texas teachers and then teachers across the nation. But specifically for Texas, you mentioned that Governor Abbott, schools canceled, schools out not only for the summer, but for 2020, is that right? Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, uh, yesterday was a, a, like a pinnacle of a lot of wonder, hope, doubt, all of those emotions, I think, most teachers, you know, I can't speak for every teacher, but I can speak for myself and I can speak for uh, the teachers that I'm close with, my own personal team that I work with. Uh, and there is a bit of disappointment. Uh, however, it is, it is cloaked in the fact that it, it, it's the right thing to do. Um, I think that unfortunately, going to school could undo anything that that we've already done through social distancing washing our hands and i can totally respect that i think selfishly the teacher in me wanted to be able to 
look my students in the eye and, and say, hey, you know, I've been waiting for this moment so that we can have closure. Uh, I think that, you know, we were talking about communication. One important aspect of communication is the closing. You know, whenever you do say goodbye, you know, whether you're watching a rom-com movie, it, it's that, that signature, like when the two people come together and they, <laughs> they realize they love each other, or if I'm watching a murder mystery, if I'm watching Law and Order, it's like, I want to see, I want, I need the closure of whether it be the bad guy winning or the bad guy losing. You know, I gotta have some sort of closure. Uh, and I think for a lot of teachers, I think that's what, that's the heartbreak in it is that 2020 kind of goes unanswered, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, whether it be, if you're the relationship teacher where you have, you have really strong relationships and you're relationship minded with your student, or if you are a, uh, a factual data driven teacher, you know, like right now there are teachers and, and myself included that I want, I wanted to be able to see our end product with the star test. You know, I was looking forward because to be quite honest, I was on, I felt like a very good year to have some really great progress. And I was really excited to share that with my students, you know, uh, and I'm not gonna get that. I, I'm, I'm not gonna get that. They're not gonna get that. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it was, it, it, I think that's where a lot of teachers are kind of, kind of it right now. Yeah, yeah. So in the, in the meantime, what, what has been the strategy, I guess, for educating uh, students at this, you know, at this time, like what, what, what have you been doing? Uh, well, you know, our, our number one, our number one thing was to connect, you know, j just like you said in the, in the opening, you know, our, our, our number one priority was to connect and whether it be online through Google classroom, whether it be via text, whether it be through email, whether it be through a phone call, uh, whether it be, you know, some sort of connection, you know, my, my own school, you know, there were, uh, several days that we teachers stood out in the, in the bus lane, handing out textbooks for kids who did not have, uh, online access, you know, and a week and, and then we had an emergency meeting. My, my own, my own teachers had an emergency meeting about, and we, we planned the whole year so that if that person did not have access to online, they had their textbook and then they could, whether it be email or, or text, they could text me and, and figure it out. Like what, what do we need to do and, and to keep accountable, to help them keep accountable. So they're staying on track. Uh, but communication was the number one thing. Um, and unfortunately, because we do live in this age where we're kind of like, oh, you know, I can get online anytime. It's, it feels disposable at times. And I think for a lot of us, I think a lot of us teachers have realized that because it's so easily to be disposable, the, 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 the social media, you know, it's like, if I want a TikTok account, I can create a TikTok account in a matter of 10 minutes. If I don't want it, guess what I can do? I can simply delete it, mm -hmm. you know? And so for a lot of these students, they uh, taking the initiative to communicate has been the biggest struggle. 
Um, yeah, yeah, you know, and, but, and really just get started. Like it's 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 hard to when you're young, you you haven't really quite developed the discipline to be able to educate yourself and and sit that. You know, you need a teacher. You need somebody to to be like, hey, here's the path, walk the path. Right. And then exactly. when you're when you're displaced like that, it, it makes it that much more difficult. Yeah. And and, you know, some of the things that I've been doing and some of the things that my team has been doing has been, you know, recording virtual lessons. You know, we'll use like Screencastify, uh, you know, something that and what's really funny is that like it's something that that these kids and these kids watch Twitch, you know, and it's something very similar to that, you know, and uh, and using something that they are familiar with, at least seeing, uh, you know, because I'll record, I'll record the whole, uh, you know, going through the lesson and where the click and everything. Uh, my, there's my, my beautiful <laughs> wife in the background making, uh, she's got finished making a, uh, a grocery store run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but it's essential business right there. It, that is, it is. <laughs> well, you know, as a parent, not only, and my teacher, a parent, but I've also had, we, you know, Jackie and I also have this other area in our life that, other community, and that we're a blended family, you know, and so, you know, part of what we have to do is communicate about like, okay, so next week, I have my kids for all next week, you know, do we have all the foods that they would want to eat, that they like to eat, you know, and so, uh, so well, yeah, and I mean that you're you're touching on the impact that the uh, you know closing of school is happening on it is it, the, the impact that the closing of school is uh, having on parents across the nation and like this is not something that anybody planned for like that is a tough thing to adjust to and um, what so like are it what type of uh, what type of are you putting as a teacher are you putting in any kind of like regimen for your kids to like kind of stay educated through the rest of this year? How, yes. how, yeah. how would so, you advise like parents to do that, that might not have the same training you do? Uh, well, the first thing that I would, I, I think that you need to discuss with, with your kids and with your partner, or if you're single or whoever it may be, you have got to communicate a plan, whether it be to yourself or to your kids. Uh, you know, one thing that we have done here at my house is, you know, I said, hey, alarms need to be set on your phone. Uh, by nine o'clock, you need to be up and going and working on your assignments. Uh, you know, both of my children will bring their laptops in here, like right kind of behind me where Jackie is. Uh, we have a nice big, awesome island back there. And I, I have them as much as they can do their work around me so that if I'm doing something, I'm easily accessible, but yet I'm also holding them accountable because it's hard for them to sneak by me when they're right in front of me, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, like creating some sort of, this is the first thing, creating some sort of routine. Uh, now, it doesn't have to be at nine o'clock. It's whatever fits your schedule, but... I would definitely highly recommend creating some sort of routine that works for your family. Like you might be an essential worker that works days. So guess what? You can do your routine at night. You know, like I, I think that TISD doesn't have the expectation that everyone wake up at 8, 8 a.m. 
you know, Tyler ISD has the expectation that, that we teachers are available and we're making ourselves readily available as much as we can. And then our expectation is that when you need help, then contact us so that we can service that, you know, there, it's, it's not an uncommon occurrence that I get an email or a text, uh, past six o'clock asking a question about a student's assignment, you know, yeah. uh, on Easter Sunday, I was outside my backyard finishing some, some yard work and I had a parent call me asking like, Hey, I, we're confused about something. And I don't mind taking 10, 15 minutes if it's going to help a kid complete something that they've been working on all week, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I appreciate that parents saying, you know what, this is only going to take a few minutes to add. So let me go ahead and do it. You know, yeah. and I can appreciate that parent going, let's just knock this out. Let's just, you know, uh, because shout out to Google because Google voice has been a lifesaver for me because I can create a Google phone number and it goes strictly to my phone without me having to give up my personal information. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, that's great. And, that's great. And, and so, uh, I, I've created my, uh, a Google voice phone number like basically a third party number. And I, I've seen, I've emailed I mean, I have texted every single parent through Google voice saying, this is Mr. Gutierrez. If you have any questions, please call me, you know, please text me, please email me, you know, um, because again, that that's what I'm here for. And exactly. So, so is the, so even though school is out, it's still there's still coursework being done and all that needs to be it's, it's all going to happen right yes Is that and you know we were talking about you know like what teachers are worried about well the accountability is the second foot that's going to drop here pretty soon you know right now you know governor abbott has said all right school's done you know we're canceled we're you know for the rest of the remainder of the year school's done so now that that now the the government has officially established, okay, school year is done. Now that that question mark has been answered, now the next question mark is, how do we hold kids accountable for the work that they have done and the work they are doing right now? So um, yeah, they're, they're still responsible for the grades at, at this point in school work? Well, yeah, they're, they're still responsible for, for completing their assignments, yeah. You know, uh, okay. they are still responsible. Now, I, I myself have, I have been using Google Classroom uh, and I have been grading in Google Classroom only so that I can keep documentation about who is working and who is not working. But then also when a student does work, I owe it to them to communicate and give them feedback. You know, so if a student completes all their work, they need to see that 100 in Google Classroom that they completed their assignment. They need mm -hmm. to see that because, I mean, that's how it, that's how we expect it to be in the real world. You know, it's, you know, when you go out to shake someone's hand and you're going to a new client and you shake their hand, you want that feedback of them to continue the handshake or, you know, and, uh, and if someone says, if you say you're going to follow up on an email about a question, then you follow up on that email, you know? Uh, and so I've been just grading Google Classroom. I haven't posted any official grades uh, because again, I'm awaiting for the powers to be to let me know how I need to do that properly. Uh, but I'm just using Google Classroom just so that, A, I'm giving them feedback and I can document who is working, who's not working. Um, 
just so that, I, again, I, I'm of the opinion you document as much as you can so that, so whenever someone asks me a question, I can be like, yes, this is what I've been doing. This is what this, this is what these have been, people have been doing. Um, so, I mean, that that's, and that's what TSD has encouraged us to do is to, is to document and to be uh, on top of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, th that kind of sets the stage a little bit for a question that you've been, uh, I suppose you've been pondering. Maybe this is a, uh, that, that I think is just a healthy conversation in this time where, you know, self-directed education has been something of a, of a subject for quite a while, given, you know, the power the internet gives us to find out new information that is, you know, still high quality uh, yeah. outside of a traditional classroom, uh, even higher education and college. Like, you know, there's, there's multiple businesses that uh, accept uh, and hire people without a degree um, and, you know, we're, we're talking more of a high school and, you know, K through 12 situation here, but at the same time, you know, the education establishment has definitely been in a precarious spot for a little while. And I've heard from uh, people in the education space of like, man, this might have just like kicked the chair, you know what I mean? Like this is, this is yeah. what really did it in. So the question that, uh, you, you brought up to me, we've got some notes here that we can chat about is, is school important? You know, I, I suppose that that question is, you know, school's important, education is important, but like, is the traditional learning environment still viable uh, now that everybody's getting more experience with how to manage this uh, online? So in your opinion, uh, Dan, what would you say? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think these are questions that should be asked. Um, I think that you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of students. Now, again, I haven't talked to them, but I'm just looking at quality of work that I'm getting back. And I'm looking at some of the struggles that they're having is I, I would not be surprised that if you polled, let's just say a thousand students uh, of Tyler, Texas, ranging from fifth grade to seniors. I would, I would bet a large majority of them said, would say this, I wish I listened a little bit more in class <laughs> because of some of the things that they're having to do, just simply logging on and just simply creating a Google slide. You know, uh, I, I've, I've, part of my agenda is to make this as simple and as seamless as possible. Uh, I try to help my students and my parents not have to jump all over these different forums of different types of digital learning. I try to keep it in one lane because I understand that not everyone is tech savvy, you know, so I try to keep it in one lane. But uh, I think that this is an eye opener for, I think, all school, well, the traditional setting of school, of, of, of going to school, going to class and being in the classroom. Um, I do think there is going to be a little bit of a renaissance when, when this all goes back, um, because I think I, I, I would not be surprised if the classroom experience gets enriched by this. Uh, I, I really do. I think that, uh, you know, people say, you know, like, you know, school, the traditional school, you know, they don't, you know, it's like, it, it's, you know, it's like a jail, you know, it's like you go into a room and, and there's hardly any windows and, you know, one person's talking. 
Well, that's not my classroom. You know, my, my classroom is, is very much a free form uh, of, of thought. And, and I know that my co-teachers had that same kind of aspect. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a presence of a leadership in there, but uh, I, I think that I think that this is either, like you said, either going to knock the chair over, or it's going to create a renaissance for the traditional classroom experience. Uh, I, I think parents, I think parents, and I think publicly, I, I think they have this expectation that when their student is in school, that that they're just pounded with information and they're just sitting there and, and, and that's not the case. You know, uh, I think that the old way of school, like the schooling that I went to, yeah, it was more traditional and it was more drill and kill. However, as the years have gone on, teachers have, have, teachers have, have gotten more tech savvy, have gotten uh, more understanding, have created stronger relationships with their students. Where in the past it was, I'm the boss, you're the student, that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think that uh, with that, I think the classroom is going to, uh, I'm hoping, going to see a new fire lit. Uh, I, you know, when, when I when I sent you the text, it's like, hey, this is kind of what I want to talk about. Uh, it's because I see these, I see a lot of, I see a lot of parents upset about homeschooling, and they're frustrated. And I understand that because it's a new new norm and you're having to basically put a square peg in a round hole and it's kind of, and it messes up a lot of things. And, uh, but I think parents should need to realize that you got to remember that when your child's at school, they have, they're, they're moving. They, they get to move from class to class. They get that PE, they have that athletics. You know, they have that art class where that art teacher has all of those wonderful supplies to paint, to draw, and you're sitting there going, what can we do? And then you hop on your, you hop on your smartphone trying to find something on Pinterest that you have around your house, uh, you know? And so it's like, there, there are certain tools that schools have that, you know, a humongous table to, to get to make a mess, you know? And, and so... Uh, or you know, the fact that not every parent has a Chromebook. And, you know, whereas, you know, at school, we can check out Chromebooks for students and the whole class can be on the Chromebook, you know, doing stuff. Uh, yeah. So you're, you're, you're saying that this is really going to wake people up to, I mean, not that people are taking it for granted uh, necessarily, but like right. that conversation of like, uh, that, that has been popularized over the past five years, especially of just like, is it really that necessary given the technology we have? This is, you're saying that this is uh, showcasing how important it is to have a third party, you know, learning center for, for people because it gives, it equalizes the, the playing field for, in terms of resources and uh, yeah, resources and, and testing and, and, and processes that uh, can facilitate learning better than a home environment. Right, yeah, and, and, I, and I think that, uh, I know that I myself, I'm, I'm taking notes on my own personal instruction. You know, like from, from being out of the classroom, one of the things that I have been creating notes for myself on like, 
okay, so when I'm in the classroom, what are some things that I really need to prioritize so that so that when I do have my kids in front of me, when I do have my students in front of me, how can we make that the most beneficial? You know, not that I anticipate us having another pandemic next year, but it does make me realize that the time that I do have, we it everything needs to be even that more quality. You know, mm-hmm. and so where where how, where can I trim the fat on on some of my own on some of my own lessons? And, and what am I learning myself? Because I'm a student in this as well, you know, and, and I think a lot of us teachers are going, what have I learned from this? You know, like I know that one thing that I have taken for granted as a teacher is communicating with parents uh, sooner than later, you know, and I know that one of the things, one of my goals is going to be before that third week of the new school year, I want to have a conversation with every one of my parents, whether it be via text, via email, a phone call. I want to continue that passion for trying to communicate with parents even more, uh, because it, this is a it is a trifecta of, uh, of of work when it comes like parent, teacher, student dynamic, um, and that, that that's something that I myself have been kind of focusing on. It's like how important it is to get a parent on board uh, with their child and without there being any kind of like expectation versus reality. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's a true partnership, but you know, keeping the, keeping the teacher, the educator in the, in the driver's seat and that, that, that uh, level of responsibility for the educator to, to take that on, but having the te- the, the, the parent there, to compliment kind of what you're saying there. Yeah, I, I think that like, you know, a lot of, I think, again, generally public, the expectation is that we have these old thoughts of, of how school is. You know, we have these old ideas of how school operates. And, and there are a lot of those things that are still here. You know, testing isn't going to go anywhere. It can't because everyone likes results. We talked about closure earlier that's how we get closure is we have to see hard data you know it's like the same reason why people are arguing on facebook you know trump this trump that pelosi this pelosi that everyone says well here's a fact here's a fact here's a fact because everyone so like even for schooling even for schools it is a necessary means of data that we have to do You know, it's like, I've got to show you the parent, I've got to show this community that what I'm doing in the classroom, we started off here and now we're here. And this student is getting better. This student is growing and that's what we want, you know? Uh, And that's the only evidence, that's the only way we can do that because you and I both know that if you ask a seventh grader, hey, did you learn something? They're gonna be like, I guess, (laughs) you know? Uh, they're not going to be, but when you put them, when you put them in a quiet space and ask them to prove that on, on a test, uh, because they know that they know what it is, you know, uh, and, but that, that's the unfortunate thing. And, but right now, you know, it's like that the idea is like people see that as, oh, this test, this test is, you know, that's all we do is test. And, and 
you know, yeah, we do test a lot, but we're also trying to get a lot of information, you know, and, you know, try, trying to get a te trying to get a sixth, seventh, eighth grader to explain what they've learned uh, about something that they're not really wanting to talk about is difficult. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Add add to it the fact that they've got their Xbox sitting like right over there if they're at right. the house. Like it's like it's like you're that's going to be an impossibility at that point. So you know, yeah. just to say that 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 the education system should kind of flip to this new kind of uh, technology or what have you to, to to if anybody's making that claim, that's a I mean that's a it's not realistic. Uh, right. I, I do wish though, I do think though that I, I do wish that I think one area where public schooling or schooling in general, private sector, charter school, I do wish that, uh, that we looked at different, uh, like types of thinking. Uh, I think that doesn't get talked enough. Uh, what type of thinking are you are you thinking of? Uh, well, I think that you know traditional school, you know, is hey, here's a topic, you know, we'll we'll introduce a unit of of, of thought, a skill set, basically, you know, uh, a, a teacher will allow that stats teacher, I mean, that student to understand that skill to kind of play around with that skill. We'll model it, they'll practice it, and then we'll do it together and they'll do it on their own and then we'll test them on it. Well, I, I do think though, I, I do wish that there was a little bit more uh, kind of project-based uh, learning. I, I do wish that we had a little bit more autonomy for that. I, I think I think what would be like in my perfect world would be that first six weeks, instead of it being a test, it would be a, uh, a very serious project, but not just a project that only the school sees, because if they know that only the school sees it and only their classmates see it, they're only going to give X amount of effort. However, if it's a project that could possibly be seen by a larger scale, now we are talking, now we're having to invest some real time and some real, some real care into it. Uh, so I, I do wish that, you know, that, that there were some ways that we could look at that because, I mean, let's face it, no, no one really thinks the same. I mean, granted, there's some people that think the similar way and, um, but, you know, some people think awesomely when they're in a, when a group of other people and, and, and they need that, that energy uh, to do that. And I think allowing them to, to function in that type of environment and then, you know, and then going, okay, hey, there, there, there's one way of thinking. Now, now let's look at uh, a, a more independent way of thinking where you're on your own you know, so here's working on your own, that, that kind of thinking, thinking independently versus in a group setting. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, you know, and just in a partnership. Uh, now let's try thinking with just you and one other person uh, and, and seeing these different types of, of thinking uh, just because, you know, that, that's the reality of it. You know, the reality of it is that, you know, depending on what you do, depending on how you're forced to kind of think. And, and a lot of times what we choose to do as a living is because of the way we think. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really well said. Like the, uh, you're creating a parallel between, you know, how people learn, but also how people work together. And like uh, in a given week, you know, given my work, you know, I'm working on one-on-one -on -one meetings. I'm working in, in, in group settings and I'm working on the larger scale, like the big, you know, the big things. So it's important to foster that type of thinking within the, within the classroom. Right. That's you know, and to touch back on when you were talking about like the traditional classroom, you know, I, I think the, the classroom, I think, again, I think public forgets that part of the reason why we have created this classroom is right now, a seventh grader has, Z, has very little experience. And so what the classroom allows them to do is if a teacher is doing what they should be doing, creating a safe learning environment, then what happens is it allows a student to explore what it's like to get a wrong to be wrong and still live, mm. you know? And because there are many times we'll be reading something and I'll ask for a response and I'll have, you know, all these hands going up and I'll have a hand go up and I'll say, all right, hey, uh, such and such, well, what, what you think, what you got, what your, you know, and they'll go, well, I, I think that the character did this because of this. And I'm like, okay, that's good. Because that, and I might say, that's not what I was looking for, but I really like how you had a reason for your thought, you know, but, and so with that particular student, I may say, well, think about that because part, let's go a little bit further there. And so even though they weren't like, exactly right they were still able to explore and we were still able to turn gold out of copper mm -hmm. you know we were still we were still able to turn something valuable in, into that and so the classroom allows that to happen you know because and now what happens is when a teacher is creating that type of atmosphere they go to another classroom and hopefully that another teacher is also creating that safe environment so that when they're in math class and they go, I think the answer is four. And then that hopefully that teacher goes, well, how'd you get, how'd you get four? And then we can backtrack and get back to oh, this is where you took the wrong turn right here. And then they can go, Oh, okay. But yet there's no embarrassment there. There's no penalty for being wrong, you know? And, and I think that being able to take that leap of faith, in a classroom and still live allows them to take leaps of faith outside of the classroom and hopefully they can go, Oh man, I messed up there. How can I fix this? Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, yeah. Exercising that muscle because you know, if you can't exercise that muscle and understand that then kind of goes back to that like self learning thing. Like it's, it's gonna be really hard to push yourself through something when you figure out that you're like, man, this is really tough. I'm like, you know, and you're all on your own. Um, and you're kind of doing it in a vacuum. So yeah, the, the, uh, when, when you can see somebody else try and fail also, uh, and then, or, you know, fail in, with yeah. quotations, um, right. it gives me the confidence to be like, well, he's okay, you know, yeah. or she's all right. Then I guess I can try it next time. Well, and, and hopefully it fosters like, because there are several times where, you know, a student will kind of be going like the wrong path of where I was kind of going. And, somebody may hop in to help mm -hmm. you know because there's several times where i'll call i'll call on someone because i mean to be quite honest because i'm thinking they're not paying attention 
So I'll be like, hey, uh, I'm like, hey, uh, Ralph, you know, what do you think it is? Uh, uh, and I'll, I'll even ask him. I go, hey, would you like to phone a friend? You know, <laughs> and and I'll say, hey, would anybody like to be this person's lifeline? And people will raise their hand. I was like, you have all of these people who are willing to help you. You get to pick whoever you want to help you. And it allows them to kind of create, again, another way of trying to go, wait a second, I don't have the answer, but I trust that person. And so, and, and it allows, again, they're in turn giving confidence to that person, but yet they're also confidently feeling like, well, I'm part of this answer because I chose that person, you know? And so there's still, again, it creates a community, uh, like within that classroom, like, oh yeah, like, I may not know the answer, but I trust they know the answer. And so if they get it right, I'm part of this, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's so, powerful. That's awesome. That's really, and, that, that's strong right there. That's strong. Uh, and so, the, I mean, but again, that happens in the classroom, you know? Right. Harder to do on a Zoom call. Yeah, exactly. It is, you know? And, and, you know, when, well, and it's really hard when that person who, if they are on that Zoom call, they may not have that that person they trust on that Zoom call, you know. And there, there's something to be said to look at someone in the eye and, and be able to go, "Hey, I trust you." That, you know, they're not really saying I trust you, but they're they're giving that trust. Um, right. And I think with Zooms, man, it's I think without being face to face, it really is hard to trust. You know, I think it is. I mean, it's like we were talking about earlier, changing the background, you know. Uh, you know, when I when I record a lesson, this is what I record because this is my real life, you know. My kitchen and my living room right over here, you know. And uh, uh, so, and when I Zoom, this is exactly where I'm Zooming with my students. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that that you know, we kind of were talking about like where I wish schooling would kind of focus more on. I, I, I do hope that in this, we start really kind of exploring like, you know, so, some people like working independent thought, you know, and some people like the group work. And I, I hope that we kind of encourage some of those different things. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping that there is a renaissance after all of this. And it is a shame. I mean, like these seniors, you know, they got, they got, you know, duped out of, you know, uh, prom, yeah. uh, you know, who knows how they're going to do graduation. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that, you know, what makes school kind of, I mean, yeah, people, whether they want to admit it or not, enjoy learning, but it's actually making memories with their friends. You know, uh, I mean, because whereas you and I, if we wanted to go make a memory, you know, we could go to a concert together or whatever, like uh, high schoolers don't necessarily have that ability, you know, so their memories and their, their moments that they get to re recollect on are going to have to be created in that kind of environment, whether it be joining a sports team together or working on an art project together or going to yeah. UIL meets, you know. Uh, but and prom is one of those things, you know, getting dressed up, you know, and having fun going to like, I mean, if you think about it, you know, the prom is like, it is like this socially acceptable party, 
<laughs> right. you know? yeah. it's like i mean it is it is like it is like this like as as a nation the united states we have unspoken or spoken have said that you know guess what we're gonna have a party for you right you know? and you're gonna get dressed to the nines and you're gonna go out to eat and you're gonna dance you know <laughs> and, and it's like and, and it's like we're we like we're in full support of that you know yeah 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 and it's a yeah it, it is a problem is definitely a, a funny concept but i don't think anybody really wants to take it away like i wouldn't it's kind no, of no. well i mean and look at john karinsky uh with uh the good news network yeah i've heard of that he, he did he do something with prom yeah he's like having all i mean he had like the jonas brothers like playing live on a zoom call and uh chance the rapper uh like is, is doing is doing some stuff with it i mean it's the whole thing is like i said it, it, you know yeah. it's a memory that people think fondly of so at least most of them i would think right right um well cool man uh going from here uh i wanted to touch on one thing that we wanted to touch on which was kind of the dig digital uh citizenship part uh i mean do you want do you want to touch on that or do you kind of want to do any kind of closing thoughts on on the on yeah. the school? Yeah, I think we can touch on that. I think that uh I think as I think students now are getting a, a real taste of the importance of digital citizenship. I think that you know, we talked earlier about I mean, it's it's a real possibility that that in the future that if it's not necessary for a person to actually be there in person, that I think the Zoom call is, or Skype call, whatever format, is going to be a legitimate way to interview people. And I think that uh, between that and then between having to connect to people, uh, I think, again, the importance of of understanding how to use the digital format uh, is just as important. Uh, I think that there, there's no reason to be late, mm -hmm. you know, uh, when we can connect instantly. Yeah, and you know, touching on the digital citizenship, you know, to, to open that up just a little bit more of just like, how important it is to have that that literacy uh as a student that might be coming out of might be graduating and for all these technologies you know even if it's you know in school to be introduced as powerful tools for a professional career um at the end of the day so people can feel equipped uh and and know how to use them in those in those proper in in, in the proper way to to advance um through life because like a lot of especially students you know we grew up with social media i grew up with social media uh you know as a kid but it was in it it was baby form yeah now it's like real deal holyfield like this is like this is the prime way that people communicate these days yeah. so it's like there's not the proper um understanding of like well what you do online um when you're younger is going to have those ripple effects when you're older uh, or what you do online now is going to determine where you are later uh, than, you know, it's 
that 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 reality has to has to be made known for sure. Yeah, and I, and I think that I, I think just as you are responsible for as it is as a citizen to grow, you know, when you are say you're a, a, a middle schooler to high schooler, you might be part of like Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts, and you're learning all of these skill sets so that when you become an adult. So that when you become an adult, if you are camping, you do know how to take care of yourself or so that it helps you create uh, a sort of network. Because again, you know, in order to become an Eagle Scout, you have to create a project that helps your community. And so you have to decide what's your community and then you have to create a project. You know, uh, an Eagle Scout at one of my schools that I taught it, he made benches for near the uh, bus stops so that students would have benches to sit at. So while they're waiting for their cars to come pick them up or waiting for uh, uh, parents to pick them up, there was an actual place to sit and gather and talk while you're waiting for your parents. Instead of just all just standing around, you know, in everyone's way. But uh, so again, though, but digitally, it's important that we understand how to use these so that as it grows, we're growing with it. And so that we can be responsible for it so that you can be a leader within that format. You know, uh, if, if, if I have, if I'm on a zoom call with my, with, with my, uh, with my teammates at school, with my co-teachers and I have to like blow my nose or something, I'm going to stop the video to where, and I might mute myself, you know, just where it has like my picture, and I'm going to mute myself, and so I can blow my nose, you know, to get back on really quick, it's just so that I can, so, again, to be respectful of what everyone is, is I mean, because they're forced to see me, you know, it's like, so, as, as a citizenship, I need to know how to operate within that digital format, and, and understand how to do that, and then when the next thing happens after Zoom, whatever it may be, you know, uh, if I'm if I'm understanding Zoom, I can take that knowledge and apply it to whatever the next thing is. You know, and I'm growing with it, uh, and and I think that it's important that as we grow as citizens, you know, because I don't I don't I can't vote when I'm in ninth grade, but I can vote when I'm a senior if if I turn eighteen early enough. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so my responsibilities change, and so on this digital format, my responsibilities also have to grow and change as well. Because before, you know, cell phones, they didn't have cameras. You, right. know, you, were just, you were just texting or you were just calling, you know, but now that we have cameras and videos, now it's a whole new world, you know, and I have to operate in that, in that same format and have to be, you know, responsible with that. Uh, but I think that, you know, that you got, you touched a little bit on it. The discipline mm -hmm. is being disciplined with it. it is something that I think that students and people are having to kind of come to grips with is like, am I disciplined? I, you know, where am I falling on the discipline, you know, scale, yeah. scale there. So. Well, man, I really appreciate uh, you joining me for, for today on, on, on the podcast uh, to close out. I think it would be to, to, to give, yeah, you, you mentioned closure a couple times, so I want to be yeah. sure that we, we deliver on the closure, yeah. right? So to close out, I think it would be uh, really great for, um, 
for, for parents to hear from you, an educator, um, what, you know, any kind of tips or advice that you might have uh, for them and, and how uh, they can excel throughout this, you know, kind of new normal that we're having to navigate in. Yeah, I, I think that the, the one piece, uh, I think the cherry on top of all of this for parents, I would encourage every parent, I don't care what grade you're teaching. I think that almost, I could only, again, I'm only speaking for myself, but I would think that a lot of my co-teachers, we are thirsting for that communication. And I would encourage every parent, even if it's as simple as, hey, we are going, everything is going smooth. And thank you for your time. Even something as simple as that lets us know, okay, that, 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 that's, one, that's one student that I can put in my, is okay, so I don't have to, I don't have to worry right now on that, on that student. You know, and I think that for every parent out there, I would encourage them, uh, if, even if it's something as simple as, uh, I see all the assignments and I thank you, or, you know, uh, and even if you think that it's a silly question, go ahead and, and reach out because uh, I mean, a lot of us teachers are sitting here waiting and, and hoping that a parent or a student reaches out so that we can use our gift, you know, and, and we want to use that gift as a service. And I think majority of these teachers are, are, are just, are, are waiting so that we can give you that service. Uh, and that, that's the one thing I would say is I would encourage parents to expectations of what has happened in the past affect the future communications of what's to happen um, because at, at bottom line is TISD wants students to be successful the teachers want the students to be successful the parents want the, the students to be successful and the students want to be successful you know we all have that common thread and the only way that's going to happen if we start communicating in whatever format in whatever format that you prefer because I know myself I've thrown like 15 formats out there to all of my you know like I'm throwing out all kinds of lines of communication to all of my students you know like zoom me call me text me email me you know if I if I knew how to speak smoke signal I'd say send me a smoke signal you know but um I think that, that that's the biggest advice I would give to parents is text, email, call if that's available. Just let us know that, hey, scale of one to 10, I'm a seven. But when I get to a, when I get to below a five, I will respond to, you know, I will call you, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's the best thing that you can do is, is just simply reach out. Just reach Love out. it, man. Love it. Awesome. Well, hopefully they all have uh, teachers in their corner like yourself because you're definitely... Uh, showcasing the fact that you are a strong one. So, awesome. Dan, Thanks. have a good rest of your afternoon, your weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, later, man. Bye. Right.